0: Harry. yeah so stay tuned for the end of the episode oh oops i i read the wrong line on the wrong note robot
1: caitlin just malfunctioned everybody
0: you fucking short-circuited Beep bop, boop. <laughs> hey everybody hey 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 yeah uh, if you don't know i am caitlin and this is my beautiful host kate what up and uh together we make up hey beautiful uh, and we are the podcast that watches every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time and we talk about it. Spoiler free, of course. Oh, yes. um, that's very important to us. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we do. And however you found us, we're glad that you did.
1: Yes, welcome. Thank you for being yeah. here.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, this week we're going to be talking about brunch, but before we get there, we have to backtrack a little bit um, because we got a legendary moment from last week's episode, Scorpion and Toad, from our girl, Abha. Yay. Hey, Kate and Caitlin, as per my previous emails, you must have noticed that I can't choose just one legendary moment. <laughs> True. Girl, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, when I rewatched the episode, I had eight of them. Damn. Holy shit. Damn, that's a lot. No, I'm not going to bore you guys with all eight legendary moments. Thank you, Abha. Appreciate it. Here's our top one. So basically, it is the scene where we get to see the first and only time uh, Barney asks for a hypothetical high five. So Mm -hmm. it's when, you know, Barney and Marshall are trying to get girls and Barney keeps stealing them away and uh, tries to get the hypothetical high five from Marshall, but does not happen. Because he would
1: have hooked up with these girls if Barney wasn't there
0: exactly so hypothetically exactly (laughs) she says thanks your international friend from India yay Abha thank you thanks
1: girl and we will hear from Abha later as well because she wrote in a legendary moment for this episode as well yeah nice cool
0: um so if you like what you are hearing you can follow us on twitter or facebook at hey beautiful pod and um you know leave us a review on itunes because it helps get the word out there about this little thing we do and um helps other fans find us
1: yeah yes please like we would love to see more reviews in season two yeah it'd be really really helpful so all of you friends out there that are loving us and listening it takes two seconds on itunes just give us a little review. Um, you can just give us some stars, or if you
0: really feel like it, you can write a whole a whole little love letter to
1: us, and we'll read it on the show.
0: Yeah. And don't forget to stay tuned until the end of the episode for legendary moments from listeners like you. And a legendary moment is the one favorite thing from that episode, and it can be anything you want. The shining um, gem. It can be a scene, a quote. Yeah, whatever. All right. Ready to get into brunch? Yes. This is season two, episode three, brunch. It first aired on October second, two thousand six, and it was written by Stephen Lloyd. And this is the first episode he's written for How I Met Your Mother. Um, in later seasons, uh, all but two seasons overall, he wrote at least one episode. I think he had like something like eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a producer for Modern Family and um has written a couple episodes of that. And it was also the producer for a show called Stacked. Never which was a show that? with pamela anderson oh. like 2005 2006 i think did and the synopsis it? no i just read about it <sighs> so i was like i don't remember this at all okay <laughs> but it said the, syn- the synopsis like the basic premise of this show is that a party girl starts a new life working a family-owned bookstore
1: i mean how did i miss I- that
0: i don't know why didn't it take off god
1: damn sounds like a perfect so before it's time i guess hijinks <laughs> Literary-based
0: hijinks and puns. Seriously, seriously. Stacked because um, she has boobs and stacked. Get it of, and like, like books. Oh my god, Woo! it's so clever. <laughs> wow, did a man come up with that title? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, the episode was directed, of course, by Pamela Fryman. Pants back, yay. We open with a uh, future Ted narrating uh, to his to his children. Um, about this time when their grandparents, so Ted's parents, came up to visit. And we see all the major players of the show sitting around a table with big, big smiles on their face. It's a really beautiful family photo. Mm -hmm. And then the photo becomes live, and we see what's really happening. Do you ever look at a picture and remember that the feeling there was not really... Oh, yeah. Isn't it weird?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it happened a lot with, like, Halloween photos because... Uh, my mom I know. made me wear the same effing costume for like five I'm years.
0: Holding up my spider arms. The freaking spider arms. Yes, I'm. That's, that's my favorite costume. I know,
1: dude. It was so cool, but it was so terrifying to get into and out of because it was just like an abyss of like <gasps> sweatshirt material and like batting. It was like <gasps> you had to like crawl through it just to get into it. I think that's Ooh. where my claustrophobia came from. So. I was usually panicking in those photos. You know
0: what my came from? Did you ever go to the mall and go to mm-hmm. the smoke thing? Oh where my you god! To, like, crawl through no. a, like it's a fire.
1: Whenever I smell a smoke machine, mm-hmm. that's all I can think about. Takes you back, right? Crawling through that fake ass. I remember trailer. they made me
0: lay on this like little like slat pallet bed, and I had to pretend to wake up. Yes. And then they made me crawl, crawl over floor. and put my hand to the door, yes. and I swear to God it was hot. And I was like. I'm I dead. can't go in there. It's going to be fire. Mm-hmm. But they told me it was cool and then it was just smoke and to crawl through. And it was the longest six seconds of my life. Terrifying. Yeah, I just stayed there. I, just, I cried. I can't ever. I live here now. Caitlin died.
1: <laughs> Useless in an apocalypse setting or a house fire. So there you yeah. go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty God much.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the. The photo comes to life, and we see that Marshall and Lily hate each other now, and Ted wants to kill his dad, and Robin's pushing Ted's mom to tell him something, or tell someone something, and she hits a waitress's tray, and it goes flying, and then Ted says, that's how, that's where we are, and and let's go into how we got there, and there's three different parts. So, Mm -hmm. let's start with the Marshall and Lily part. The Marshall and Lily part starts out with a little bit of a background of why... His parents are in town, and I guess it's their 30th anniversary, and Ted flew them in for the weekend. Thanks, Ted. I don't know if that's yeah. what i want to do for my 30th anniversary. I, yeah. I mean, I guess you want to see not your count, kid, but...
0: Counts.
1: Right? Tell them somewhere tropical, yo. God.
0: Yeah, and not with you.
1: Right, right. We also learn that Ted's parents don't like talking about basically anything. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing real or tough. And uh, we first see that when Ted's mom says his cousin had a great time at that spa, which <laughs> in, in actuality was a court band rehab program from cocaine. So this is the first time we see in action the, the kind of mentality that Ted talks about later when it comes to being from the Midwest, mm-hmm. which is just shoving down all those feelings and not talking about them. Sounds familiar. I was gonna say like someone on this podcast likes to do. <laughs> and and one thing to note as we go through these flash forwards and flash backwards is each story starts a little bit earlier. So this mm-hmm. one is like the latest. Robin and Barney have both met the parents, and we see Lily and Marshall coming out of I guess Marshall's bedroom now with a bunch of CDs. Remember CDs.
0: Yeah. Remember? I thought they that was like, just so precious. I was
1: going to say that. They were like this cherished <gasps> possession. Like, you yeah. need to split up these CDs because there's no other way for us to get this music. And it's expensive to buy
0: a CD. It is. It, it is. You
1: know? So they've got their <laughs> their classic CDs and they're sort of making amends.
0: It reminded me of having to divide up my stuff Ooh yeah. with my ex. Mm-hmm. And I'm still bitter about losing... Um, all the Seinfeld DVDs because we had the collector's (gasps) edition. Well, I bought like the collector's edition puffy, small puffy shirt. Rude. And like also...
1: Mm, So bad. You lost the Seinfeld collection.
0: I got Curb. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Marshall and Lily are, you know, acting like they're pretty cool with everything. Meanwhile, Ted's mom can't even say the words break up, so...
0: (laughs) She just keeps gesturing. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, Marshall fills in the blanks for her like, oh, you know... Lily calling out the wedding and dumping me, but Lily has gained some <laughs> resentment too. And she's saying that she's totally cool with the fact that he, you know, she begged him to take her back and he rejected her. So um, since the last episode, when they had that very polite conversation on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. some resentment has developed on Lily's side. And that's kind of, that kind of reminded me of when Marshall in episode one was saying you know, tomorrow I'm going to start being fine. Right. You know, they thought that they would just have this polite sort of coming back together as friends, but there's way too and that much would be there. It. There's way yeah, too there's much stuff. there. Yeah, so they thought that they could just fall back into being friends. And there's a little tip for our listeners at home. You cannot jump right into being friends with someone you've been with for that long.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work. It will not
1: work. It will not work. You either both still have feelings for each other which we see a little bit of in this episode, or one of you has feelings and the other one doesn't, and that's going to end up being a mess. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: take the time, friends. Close that door all the way before you even try to be buddies. But yes, I personally think being friends with exes is overrated, but that's because most of mine are trash. So, (laughs) Um, And, you know, I'm I'm sure some people, Miranda, might think that Lily doesn't (laughs) really have any right To be hurt and to be acting out. And that she should just, you know, sort of take her lumps from Marshall at this point. But she's a human, you know? Mm -hmm. She got crushed. She had a terrible summer and then came back and wasn't able to get her life back. So, I get it. I get it. And this is apparently only the second time they've seen each other since breaking up. So that's
0: awkward. Yeah, so
1: of course it's still raw. Marshall says they're cool and that everything's fine. So, Ted's mom... Jumps in to invite Lily to dinner, and they can just add another person. And uh, Lily does this thing that I feel like every newly broken up couple does, and they hate back and forth is when one tries to act like they're more over it than the other. Mm -hmm. So Lily looks at Marshall and says, Oh, is this going to be uncomfortable for you? And so he fires right back, You know, oh, we're fine. We're just like friends, we're like brother and sister. (laughs) So they're in this battle for who's cooler with the breakup. And Lily gets so mad that he said that. Um, And they're both so full of shit. But Lily storms out after saying, see you at the restaurant, bro. (laughs) She's So pissed. So you can just tell that it's fucking on.
0: It is on. So the next scene, Lily walks in wearing this tight, hot pink dress, Mm -hmm. looking fabulous with her tan and her dark hair. And them titties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the necklaces, uh, strategically placed. Oh, of course. Between her cleavage yep. to draw the eye. Intentional down. from head to toe. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And Marshall is just shook. Yeah. Just slack jawed. And she's like, "Oh, you know, says something about like being a little revealing, but we're all family here, right, bro?" And she just gives hits him, him a gives him a little yeah. punch in the arm. <laughs> yeah. And then she has this, you know, ridiculous story about. Hurting her ankle in yoga and having to do deep breaths just to breathe through the pain, pray, the pain. And her chest goes up and it goes down. And Marshall's just whimpering and sweating eating this roll. I said
1: Marshall whimpers into his roll.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so true. It's so good. And uh, Lily asks if he's fine. He's like, it's just a spicy roll. <laughs> this roll's really spicy. The roll's really spicy. God, I love that part. It's a fucking dinner roll. So spicy. So spicy, so spicy, okay. right?
1: Yeah. So the next morning, aka the day of the brunch. So everything in this episode happens over two days, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to keep up if you're not paying super close attention. So
0: yeah, it's dinner then brunch, dinner then dinner, brunch, dinner, then brunch.
1: Yep, three times. So the next morning, the day of the brunch, um, Marshall's talking to Barney, and he's got this whole plan because <sighs> Lily threw the gauntlet with her. He's boots. like
0: manic. He's pacing. Yeah.
1: Lily is able. And and now I'm realizing neither of them have had sex in three months. And they're like Ooh. rabbits. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that it was like hard when they weren't around each other, but now that they see each other, they have such sexual chemistry that this has got to be killing them because they're both trying to be strong, but they mm-hmm. got it bad for each other. So mm-hmm. uh, Marshall plans to torture Lily back at brunch by whipping out... His body part that is a weakness for Lily, which ends up being his calves, of (laughs) all things. And Parney's completely perplexed because he's like, male calves are, as he says, a thoroughly unerotic body part. And Marshall gets very few like good digs in on other people. He's usually the butt of the joke. But he says, "I'd say that too if I had those skinny little chicken legs."
0: And his face is perfection. So dismissive. It's, he's like, yeah, I'd say that too if I had those skinny little chicken legs. I watched it like four times he in did. a row. He's just feeling himself so hard. He is. It's so good. Um, But I love Chris's calves.
1: Yeah. And I
0: love his forearms. Like, he'll send me pictures of his forearms. Yeah. Right now and again. <laughs> like, his hand. That's, like, your dick pic is his forearms? Yeah, I just want his, like, forearm. Yeah. Hey, give me that forearm, daddy. Like, it's, like, <laughs> he's got, like, you know, like, man hair. And then he's, you know, like, a thin, like, a fat guy. And you could just see, like, his muscles ripple under. And I Very don't like vascular. muscles. Yeah, he is. Gross. <laughs> oh. I know it's, ropey. I know it's strange, but. <laughs> Whatever. That's what. That's what does it for me. Does he
1: have a weird body part on you that he likes? I don't know.
0: I'm trying to think. Just the usual TNA. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't. I'll let me ask him.
1: Just ask him right now.
0: Yeah, let me type a little message. Hey,
1: Chris. Quick question that we're not definitely not going to air on the podcast.
0: No, but I just need to know. Yeah, yeah we can keep. We can keep moving on. I'll just tell you when it comes. Oh up. yeah. No.
1: Well, I can tell you, Liz.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's Liz's
1: likes? My shoulders? Ooh. She has a thing for like girls with broad
0: shoulders.
1: Look. That it looks like a dick, Caitlin, with a, oh, with no, a watch on it. Oh no, but that's not it. why
0: I like it. I just love his arms. No, I
1: know, but it's just funny. I know, like, I oh, guess that is weird. My, arm, my arm's looking good today. I'm going to send Caitlin a dick. <laughs> just snap a quick pick.
0: Well, arm. is it a dick or is it his arm? It looks like a dick with a watch on oh. it. <laughs> it is. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna make him put his watch on his dick. Ew, stop.
1: <laughs> just kidding. He won't do that.
0: Oh gross. I like Liz's butt. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's good. it's it's, it's thick. Nice. <laughs> I love a good butt. I didn't think I really liked butts too much, but I do.
1: Yeah. See, she kind of made me an ass man. Yeah.
0: Isn't that funny? Yeah.
1: Just love what, what your partner's what your partners packing, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Did Chris yeah, say anyway. anything yet?
0: No, table that for now. Stay tuned,
1: folks. And then we cut to brunch. And Marshall strolls in, and Lily is still pretty smug from from last night.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: asking if he's okay.
0: Looks a little feverish. Yeah,
1: little does she know he's about to get the upper hand. Because he sits down and says, oh, it's kind of kind of warm in here and then zips off the bottom of his pants (laughs) which i love he couldn't have just come in shorts he had to do like the strip you know yeah and
0: And he like pulls it over his his sneakers and it's like so awkward to watch the unsexiest thing ever but but lily they have like the sexy music in the background and she like you can see her on her face like what are you doing yeah
1: full porn music Lily looks, like, scared, like she can't contain herself. Mm-hmm. And um, Liz totally has several pairs of those zip-off pants, by <laughs> the way. Um, and Marshall. <laughs> Marshall's, like, been doing a lot of toe lifts lately. I loved that part. Really I up. And then they do this, like, slow-mo of him massaging his fucking hairy-ass calves.
0: I love it, and like then they cut to it's like his face, and there's like a lot of eyebrows, oh yeah, and like a lot of head, head swiveling. Oh, it's yeah. like, ooh, it's like such a porno. Oh, I love God. it.
1: And Lily is just like on edge, and mm-hmm. then we cut to the bathroom moments later, and she's just climbing him like a tree. Yep. And they walk out afterward, full of regret, and they note this that they walk past Robin and Robin uh, Ted's mom, um, and. Lily just says, you know you have a punter's leg.
0: I love that line. So threw his beautiful like, said something about like, his beautiful calves. You know you have a punter's leg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so then they get into this fight. So this is before the photo's been taken. So this is um, as their fight ramps up to I hate you. They're fighting about who has been trying to seduce who and really they're both dying to get close to each other but they're both fighting it. Um, mm-hmm. So they just keep fighting about it and you know, Marshall jabs with the San Francisco thing. And so Lily gets even more mad and she says, oh, I want the Beatles anthology. And Marshall says, no. And also that YouTube box set, all Dave Matthews.
0: So cold-hearted, he didn't even care. I wish he'd put, like, nickel back in know. there, but then he'd have to buy the he'd CD. He'd have to buy it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they've officially reached the petty portion of this breakup, and mm-hmm. that seems to be because neither of them really want to be broken up, but this seems like the thing that they have to do. Yeah. Um, but I just wish they would, as I always say, talk to each other and figure this out.
0: Right. Yeah, and we see Barney and Ted talking um, from earlier in the episode, and Ted's, like, looking at his dad. He's like, I'm going to kill him i'm gonna kill him um and i just want to take a moment here too to talk about the actors that play uh mr and mrs mosby yay great yeah so we have uh virginia mosby is played by christine rose who's in like literally everything so many things yeah like every
1: everything i don't even know what to say heroes was a big one recently yeah heroes was a a big
0: one um she was in oh murder she sat down and she wrote what the hell is that oh it's the rupaul podcast that's what rupaul calls it oh murder she wrote because he loves it oh cute murder she sat down and she wrote <laughs> anytime someone had a guest appearance on there Ru has to ask about it
1: oh. or if
0: they say something about maine he's like wherever it takes place like and do you know jessica fletcher <laughs> i love rupaul me too, me too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's been in literally everything. I mean, you just look at her face and you know her. Yeah, she's a great
1: character actor and then she's had some some bigger stuff too.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And then Mr. Mosby, uh, Al, is played by, of course, Michael Gross, who you best know from uh, Tremors, of course. Oh, yes.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But really, he was in Family Ties. That's I think what probably everyone remembers him from. He was the patriarch of the Keaton family, Stephen. Yeah. Um,
1: So he's fucking old, huh? Yeah. He looks pretty good though. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that was like—I don't mean like he could get it, but he—he looks the same to me. Yeah.
1: And we see a lot of both of them more more of Virginia um, throughout the series, and she's she's great, and her character development is awesome it's so fun it's really well done it's really fun to watch
0: so so we have to go back now and we have to see that piece of the story um and we start with barney showing up at the apartment to meet ted's parents obviously because i mean he's ted's best friend and yeah why wouldn't he want this momentous occasion to meet them yeah biggest
1: day in any man's life is his best friend meeting his parents exactly
0: (laughs) and barney's like so confused and he's like well don't you tell them all the legendary legendary stories about me and ted clarifies and tells us you know the all the things the list of things that he talks about with his dad baseball and he has this like great pause where you think he's going to go further but it's nothing it's literally just baseball that's all they talk about. single
1: list single item on that listicle and i just love when barney walks into the apartment all like expectant yeah, He's like, he's got his arms open, ready to be like, welcomed and celebrated as his best friend. And no one's there.
0: Barney's a little bit, I think, crushed. And Robin points out that in small doses, he's okay. But he's not exactly the kind of friend that a parent would want for their kid yeah. to have. And this scene, <laughs> Barney takes like a, a few steps closer to Robin, <laughs> just making eye contact. He glances down once and he goes, oh, Really? then I guess those shoes aren't the thing you're most wrong about today. Shade. And like, fucking loved it. Shade alert. So shady. Shade alert. Red hair for Phil. Mm -hmm. And cue the knock on the door. And so now Robin's kind of frazzled. It's always scary to meet parents. Right, and now you got this uh, this
1: guy, this fucking master manipulator, breathing down your neck.
0: Exactly, and he's just like totally shattered you because you know she put a lot of thought into that. Oh,
1: yeah, and he knew that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so he, oh, it was just, he is so good, you know, Patrick Harris. We talk about that all the time, oh, but yeah. he's amazing. So Ted is introducing Robin just as, like, Barney kind of swoops in and shakes their hands. This is probably one of my favorite Barneys, like, this version of him yeah. I love because you see, like, the the depth that he has for these schemes. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he makes this reference to meeting Virginia, and he says, oh, that needlepoint bl- bless this mess pillow you made for ted what a stitch oh my god you know he like remembers and you don't know how he even knows this information but it's yeah. very specific yeah so he is like a fucking sponge and just files everything away for later use and i love it yeah and
1: it's not all just about like getting laid like no he uses those same skills yeah on everybody i love it it's very eddie so- haskell in I, that's Native exactly TV what there, i was thinking right?
0: too I just, actually when i started talking about the scene i realized i did not put that in my notes to bring up so i'm glad that you did yeah That's very great. much eddie haskell right? yeah so he has them laughing joking robin tries to make a similar joke and it just really oh. falls flat yikes lead balloon and it's just you know barney's really kind of shook shook her barney's shaking her up mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> and uh so you know robin makes a comment about going to dinner at eight at this restaurant san marino and barney scoffs and laughs and he's like no no oh you're serious we have to try casa Apezzi, best salmon risotto i've ever had and then virginia just like has all eyes for barney and says that she loves salmon risotto barney turns looks robin dead in the (laughs) eye and says i know such a psycho game set and fucking match yeah, barney like yeah. you don't even need to do anything else after that cuz it's perfect yep yep what a freaking monster oh, so good um but we find out that's a really busy busy restaurant and there's no way that they could get a reservation for that but it turns out barney knows the head waitress there <laughs> which is ironic and they start you think he's going to make this sexual joke head, and ted yeah. gets really uncomfortable mm-hmm. Um, but he says it's ironic because we both work at a homeless shelter where he serves the food.
1: Where do you volunteer, Robin?
0: <sighs> just so like He's obvious so... about it. I love it. I <laughs> you know this is like that's who I want to be. <laughs> there just didn't <they're>
1: <laughs> need to be a competition, and he just makes one. Which actually, yeah, that's how I am too. So I am yeah, does not that like? Say.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you put it that way, you know, like I, I wanna win. Yeah. I like yeah. winning. Winning feels good. Yeah.
1: Today Robin is my competition.
0: So Exactly. Eat, and he's eat shit, Robin. <laughs> he's not holding back. No. He's letting you know. Asking her about just, her brooch. Like
1: he's Yeah to win it. So that night at Casa Apezi, we see Barney wowing Ted's parents on the piano.
0: I love closed captions. And part of the reason I love closed captions is that it tells you, like, about the background noise. Mm -hmm. And so this said, uh, an emotive classical piece. That's how it was described. It's
1: actually a sonata by Beethoven Mm -hmm. called the Appassionata.
0: Oh, nice. Thanks. Nice little accent there. So,
1: um, yeah, so it turns out, thank you, thank you, it turns out that this is Virginia's favorite sonata, which, of course, Mm -hmm. somehow Barney knew. And could play. And could play. Maybe he learned it just for this.
0: Of course he He did. He has
1: learned other skills. We will see him learn other skills just for a bamboozle. So.
0: I love his dedication to a bit. And his follow through. The
1: money, like money plus personality disorder. (laughs) Sky's the limit. Beautiful. Sky's the limit.
0: Anything. No no self
1: doubt. None. No, uh, human emotion or conscience getting in the way. Mm
0: -hmm. If only. If only.
1: Not to romanticize mental illness or anything, but anyway, (laughs) so we see a little bit more of Lily torturing Marshall that we didn't get the first time. You know, she's Mm -hmm. dropping a a ice cube down between her clavage and uh, (laughs) Marshall's pissed and tries to get up, but nope, he has a boner so he has to remain seated. And um, at the end of dinner, Barney wants to hit McLaren's. Everyone says no, except Ted's dad, um, who says he he wants to knock back some cervezas. And Ted is so bewildered, he just says, did he fall? <laughs> Which I love. I love, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, Ted's mom like quickly says, oh, you know, I, I would totally go too, but I want to be up early for mass. And of course... Barney knew she would want to, so he's going to save her a seat at the 845. At St. Peter's. St.
0: Peter's. Oh. His favorite service. Favorite
1: service. <laughs> so, um, and if also another, like, little fashion-y thing that I noticed. Barney and Virginia are wearing the same colors. They're both wearing, like, Ooh. wine color. So, like, they're totally in sync, this scene. Mm. Um, meanwhile, down the other end of the table, freaking Virginia calls Robin
0: Susan. I know. I want to make sure you're going to oh, say yeah. that part because she's like, "Isn't he so sweet?" or something like, "Isn't that right, Susan?" And she
1: says, "Oh, Robin."
0: And Barney <laughs> leans
1: over and just goes, "Susan, her name is Virginia." I love it. He is pure evil.
0: Pure. It's so good. Evil.
1: Chris got back to me. Oh, what did Chris say? What's the weird body part? <sighs> My skin. Just in general. Yeah. That's cute.
0: Have you ever touched my skin? Touch this. Touch all of this. Like, have you ever... T- no, really, though. Have you ever touched my skin? Do you shave your arms? No. I don't shave... Uh, I don't shave my arms at all. I shave my legs. I don't shave anything. Yeah, I was going to say I don't
1: shave anything, but that's a lie. I mean, I'm sure I've, like, touched your skin, but it's never no, been, like, No, like, next conscious. time I see you...
0: Okay, next time I see you... We'll just get naked. What? Okay, and... So... People, like I said last time, I have a thing across my forehead says crazy people talk to me. And this is what people talk to me about. Your skin. My perfume, always. Because it smells so Every, good, like, light blue. People f- have followed me in stores, and Chris has been there as a witness to ask what I'm wearing. She said it's, it's really creepy. And then another thing people always say to me is, like, if I bump into somebody, uh-huh. um, they say, oh, my God, your skin is so soft. Oh, well, fuck you, bitch. It's, it's very it's very soft all right all right i moisturize twice a day for the last twenty. twice a day yeah well i shower twice a day every time after i shower you
1: shower twice a day yeah we're learning a lot about caitlin on this podcast today
0: i um my job can be gross Mm, fair enough so i'm not fair enough i gotta shower nice and it started off like every once in a while, and now like I gotta it's a thing. I feel dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I like being clean, getting into bed as well. Yeah, Makes sense. I love clean sheets too. Oh, mm-hmm. have you
1: ever seen those commercials with like body soil?
0: <clears throat> oh, sorry, I won't tell you about that.
1: I know you have a th- uh, you have a thing. Uh, anyway, you have a thing.
0: Next yeah, scene. So we get a quick flashback to their night at McLaren's, and we see Mister Mosby being Barney's wingman, and he mm-hmm. is an excellent wingman. He's very relaxed at ease. His arm is like slung over the back of the chair. He's got a beer like hanging really comfortably in his hand. Like he looks at home, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and he is just feeding Wendy, the waitress, this bullshit story about Barney <laughs> and making him out to be a hero. And which is kind of weird
1: because I mean, Barney lives at that bar. How does she not know that he's not a firefighter? I mean, maybe I guess, like, she thinks she he's, like,
0: a I feel volunteer. like she should know Barney better.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's kind of portrayed as kind of stupid in these early episodes, I guess. Yeah. Um, my guess would be that he's a, maybe in a past life, he was a volunteer firefighter with this guy or something. But that, to me, seemed a little weird since we've already seen the two of them interacting. But,
0: whatevs. Ted's horrified because he's worried that his dad is cool. But Barney says, there, no, 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 there's more to the story. So we go back. Um, he tells him that he left early because he had to go to mass. And he realizes he forgot his phone. So he goes back and sees that Al has totally rackjacked him. Ugh. And he is making out with Wendy the waitress. And Barney at least has the wherewithal to take a picture for a proof. And I want to point out that there is an entire blog post about rackjacking. Oh, my gosh. In the blog post, there's this great line. It says, I no longer – this is how it opens. I no longer have respect for my elders this weekend. Ted's father violated wingman code 1.1. Never rack jack your wingman. This is, Ready? This is the best part. Like a balding vulture, Mr. Mosey swooped <laughs> in to feast upon the mutilated innards to the peppy waitress I tirelessly hunted throughout the evening. Oh, right
1: you you left early bro like i i guarantee if it was the other way around barney absolutely would have swooped in the entire last episode was him fucking swooping in on marshall's innards or whatever he calls them
0: yeah the innards Mm -hmm.
1: sometimes the bro code only goes one way
0: i right it also talks about barney stinson university awaiting accreditation and there's suggested courses of study oh my god
1: (sighs) it's like trump university yeah, right? Probably the same amount of, like, sexual assault training. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so we cut back. And Ted is just so upset. He can't believe, like, his dad cheated on his mom. Especially, remember, why they're in New York. They're there to yeah celebrate their 30th wedding anniversary. Right. Barney gives him, like, some fake stat about you know, 83% of people married longer than six months have something going on on the side or whatever. And then Ted calls him out on using 83% for all of his fake statistics. And then Barney has this really great line. Um, he says something about like, oh, well, I suppose, like you're calling me like a liar or something. Mm-hmm. And he says the people at www.swingers.openmarriage like slash legalized polygamy or some, some crazy website disagrees and
1: i always want to like search that me like, too. i don't want that in my search history why not i don't know i just feel like it would be weird but also there's like a backslash before the .org, so it's definitely not a real website yeah
0: or maybe it is and they didn't want to like i don't know
1: because they do i mean the, the show does create most websites they reference mm. so i feel like i might have to look into this but i i don't know we'll see <laughs> But, yeah, so he's a huge proponent of, of open marriages. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, I think a lot of people, like, if you're together, like, 30-plus years, like, I listen to Savage Love. Oh, Dan you do? Savage. Yeah. And it's awesome. My hair is really good. It's really great. and I mean, I've learned a lot about sex and relationships. Um, but it's amazing how many older people call in because they've just opened up their marriage and, you know, they're – Learning how to navigate it. So, I mean, it's not, Barney's not wrong. And then he's also not wrong about how often people cheat. I mean. No, yeah. People cheat a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't built for monogamy and yeah. they have to, they feel like they have to pretend they are and then everybody ends up hurt. To, because so. of
0: what, like, society expects yes. of you. And yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go to, like, to, like, anthropological roots or whatever mm-hmm. bullshit, like, that's not what we were made for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would fucking murder somebody. Would you personally? I could never do an open relationship. I'm just too jealous. Mm. Too jealous. But it works for a lot of people. So
0: yeah, it does. I know. It's funny because like, I one of my friends told me she was approached by another friend of theirs. That then they were like swingers and they wanted to swap. And <laughs> I feel like, I feel like. I don't know. Like, there's a secret self to people that you don't really see.
1: Totally, you know? absolutely. Like serial killers.
0: I'm not equating some serial killers with people. You heard, who it,
1: you heard it here first. Swaying hey, our open marriage. Caitlin thinks that um, no! swingers are also serial killers. No, I, I, do day. know, I
0: do not believe that Dread swingers Dread are Dread serial killers, Dread and Dread. I don't put them in the same category. I just mean that people have secret selves that yes, you don't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People
1: mm-hmm. are getting getting freaky out here. Yeah, How about Freaky, it?
0: sneaky. <laughs> in that line of thinking, um, you know, Ted can't believe that. Well, you know, what? he doesn't even consider that. Right, just, there's no
1: thought of like opening it up. Oh, well, it's 2006. I don't think people were really talking about
0: it. Like, yeah, they are that's today. true. Like, sex it's is amazing. How much changes? Sex is still taboo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But which is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, he doesn't even think that there's some sort of arrangement. He just immediately goes to, my dad is cheating on my mom. What are you smiling about?
0: Chris, like Chris, just sent me a message. He's like, why? Like, you're talking about swingers down there? Yeah. I said yeah, and he says, I he, he can hear us. <laughs> yeah chris what all right anyway so yeah like he doesn't even consider that as an option it's just that his dad's not being faithful mm-hmm. which i guess to him is the least horrifying option because to think that your parents like having sex and like having sex with other people is just probably <laughs> that's a lot. beyond him that's a lot
1: that's a lot to. to he'd a lot.
0: rather think of his dad as cheating and on their wedding anniversary weekend than or when they're celebrating it anyway all
1: past situation yeah, and he can't even confront his dad about it. Like, he No, he tries to. And... He
0: tries to, and then he makes a reference to, like, like a fake baseball stat.
1: Yeah, from what, Major League, I Yeah, think? something
0: like that. You think Serrano's going to get a shot at the RBI title? Yeah. Oh, <sighs> God.
1: Those two. Those
0: Buckeyes. And then, you know, we cut back to, you know, where the waitress is taking the picture, mm-hmm. and we're caught up. So now we know it's time for the third piece of the puzzle. Um, we get to hear about Ted and Susan.
1: Yeah, Ted and Susan. (laughs) So it's time for the Ted and Susan story. We cut way back to the very, very beginning of the day, way before um, his parents show up, way before Barney comes in. And Ted is preparing Robin for their visit, mostly for interactions with his mom. Because apparently every girlfriend Ted has had, Virginia has grilled her about uh, when... She wants to get married and start popping out grandkids. Um, And so Ted says, you know, look out for it. It always starts when she brings up my cousin Stacy and her litter of children. Um, And we will see Stacy later on. Robin's kind of panicked because we all know Robin. We know that she doesn't want to get married or have kids. It's still, to me, kind of wild that Robin can be so open about how she doesn't want to get married or have kids when she knows Ted wants those things. Right. So they never, the show never really hides their um, their incompatibility. And it gets pretty obvious later in this episode. They both agree that she should lie instead of telling the truth.
0: Which, I mean, not the worst. I mean, it's the yeah, first time you're meeting. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, at dinner, we see Lily and Marshall talking nicely. And I love this part. Lily, thanks him for the YouTube box set. And Marshall says... I know it's important to you. And this is before the pettiness. So yeah. I, I love, love how love they it.
1: layer this shit in. It's so good. Me
0: too. Me too. Um, so we hear Virginia mention Stacy being pregnant again. And then Virginia follows up with a question to Robin. And yeah. And you her, see Robin
1: like get ready. Like, yeah. I'm ready to ready to deal with this. Here we go. I'm really his girlfriend if she's asking me this, right?
0: And she asks, how you know what it's like to be a journalist and robin just yells i'm just not ready (laughs) and then realizes what she did and she not so gracefully recovers and just says it's great and virginia then says good focus on your job your career clock is ticking there's time for marriage and kids later which is surprising Yep. You know, that's not what I expected her to say the first time I had seen this. And and then Barney notices the piano and gets up and starts playing. So then we know when, yep, when that happens. Yeah.
1: Um, so the next morning, the day of brunch, um, Ted is relieved that his mom didn't grill Robin. And Robin is kind of upset about the lack of baby talk, which you wouldn't expect from her. But it's because she thinks that she's the one girlfriend that his mom doesn't want him having kids with. Right. And uh, then we cut to brunch. So everyone's clearly in a great mood at this point. We know everyone's stories now going into brunch, and I think it was Barney says, "Where's Marshall and Lily?" And at this point, we know at this point in the right and at, at brunch, they're in the bathroom having sex. So when Ted says, "They're probably off going at it somewhere," we think fighting. they're fighting, right? So it's like a double, a double meaning.
0: Like you said, like how they layer it. I love that it has a different meaning. Mm -hmm.
1: And you get like a little bit more. And it's funny now that you know and they don't know. Exactly. The waitress stops by to see if Virginia, Mosby wants any more coffee. And she says, oh, how sweet is she to Robin? And this sets (sighs) Robin off. Like so far off. Robin just says, oh, if she's so sweet, maybe she should have Ted's babies." And this is her second day meeting his her, girl, oh, her no chill. boyfriend's mom. So, to me, it's pretty clear that Robin hasn't met a lot of mothers.
0: Mm.
1: No. You know? I mean, I feel like moms could have done worse on that first day to piss her off. Yeah. You know? So, she's, oh, yeah. like, very wounded by this. I think a lot of it's about the competition. Not necessarily, like, anything else. Because Robin loves the competition. So she storms off. She tries to get into the bathroom, but... Bathroom's locked because somebody is in there doing something. Sounds an awful lot like Marshall and Lily.
0: Well, yeah, we hear Lily or a woman say, need a minute. And then a man says, maybe less.
1: (laughs) Virginia um, follows her to the bathroom. And um, Robin just starts rattling off all the reasons why Virginia should want her to be the mother of her grandchildren (laughs) all about her genetics including her perfect eyesight um, non-porous teeth non-porous teeth perfect eyesight which everyone had even her schizophrenic uncle
0: yeah no cousin cousin i think oh wait was was it an uncle
1: i don't remember i think i I don't know but i wrote cousin
0: but now i think it's uncle
1: very unfortunate for the people around the bell tower which i thought was funny but he was a very kind man she says after that (laughs) The door opens to the bathroom and we see Marshall and Lily come out and Marshall zips up his pants, but it's not the the zipper really. It's his It's his It's his knee zipper. Yeah, I was saying, what is that? Like a Yeah, knee zipper. There's probably a name for it. Liz probably knows the name for yeah. it. <laughs> Virginia makes it clear that she likes Robin, but she doesn't want Robin to make the mistake of getting married too young. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a pretty big tip. And Robin says, what, what do you mean? Like, you and Ted's dad got married young, and that wasn't a mistake. And his mom tries to say nothing, but then she says, okay, there's something that you don't know.
0: So we cut back to the table, and we're all caught up now. So we're back to Lillian Marshall wishing eyeballs would explode and faces would melt off, and Ted wanting to kill his dad, and Robin telling Virginia that she needs to tell him right now, and Virginia knocks over the tray. So... Going forward. Yeah, we finally see what happens after that crash. We see Al rushing over to help the waitress, and he calls her sweetheart, (laughs) which probably just a nice Midwestern fella. Yeah. You know, but that is too much for Ted. And he says, the only sweetheart in your life should be the woman you married 30 years ago, not the waitress from last night. He calls her the the waitress that fell a floozy and tells her to stay away (laughs) from his dad, but also apologize a little bit. And Virginia is just, like, outraged and wants to know what's going on. <laughs> and so Al then confesses that he hooked up with a waitress. So he just admits to his infidelity to this entire table. just At like brunch. That. At brunch. You know, no big deal. Of all places. And, and uh, Virginia only can muster up an O, which disappoints Ted. Right. And she goes, ooh, and she's, like, kind of, we're going to have a serious talk about this. Like, not serious, like, but trying to put on fist. a show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Shaking her fist. And I think she, like, punches him or something. Like, slaps him, yeah. Yeah. And so Robin kind of, like, interjects. And then Virginia realizes that, like, all right, she has to say something now. hmm And, she, you know, as we saw earlier, like, she's not even sure how to say that, say something has happened. She right. doesn't really know what to do. And Mr. Mosby just kind of helpfully explains that uh, they're divorced. (laughs) Face crack. Everyone's uncomfortable. Ted is full of questions. And we find out that it wasn't a snap decision. They've been separated for over two years and officially divorced about 10 months ago. Oh, time flies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, you can see like they're relieved. Yeah. And they they are like excited about it. Yeah, they're... Like, their lives are theirs again, I guess, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. But Ted is just outraged and asking how could they do this to him. And he's like, you know, Christmas, like, two years ago. And dad, his dad says, we thought about telling you kids then, but it just didn't seem very Christmassy.
1: Oh, the Midwest.
0: <laughs> and you can, Yeah, exactly. And you can see right then and there the house that Ted grew up in. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Ted points out that he bought them a tandem bike.
1: He really thought that they were so insanely in love. Yeah. Like, wow, to be that far off. They are the reason he has all these crazy illusions about love. And they are divorced. How about that? Oh, they did this to him. God damn it.
0: I know. Um, but, you know, just a side note about the Tamda bike, it didn't go to waste, um, because Virginia and Fred love it. Oh, who's Fred? Um, he's actually Ted's orthodontist, childhood orthodontist, and Al set them up, and it's her, uh, boyfriend. Man friend? I don't, that seems Gentleman weird Gentleman call. caller? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ted decides he's had enough and just kind of gets up and leaves, and, mm-hmm. uh, barney then says to nobody like he looks around like oh like he just realized the sun is out or something yeah. like that he goes you know he did mention he was divorced last night god
1: damn it barney
0: <gasps> oh and so then marshall and Lily are left alone and they decide to kind of like apologize to one another and yeah you know it's just it's hard and confusing to be around each other and uh they decide that it's probably best to to keep their distance which sucks
1: wow i don't want that
0: it's just sad so then they're sitting there eating their brunch and they're just kind of like cutting food and not looking at each other and marshall asks if she's wearing a push-up bra and then lily counters with did
1: you mystic tan your calves
0: <laughs> i love that line and then marshall and- as a lawyer Oh, yeah, he wisely withdraws the question. And I love when his, like, little inner lawyer comes out. It's so I cute. Know.
1: So then we're out on the sidewalk, and this is, you know, the last story that needs to get wrapped up. And it's important to note that Robin and Mrs. Mosby are both wearing blue, and Ted and his dad yeah. are both wearing red.
0: Yep. Yeah, but the um, Ted and Robin, their colors are, are darker. A little darker. darker, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so they sort of mirror each other. Here, The way um, Barney and Virginia's outfits mirrored each other the night before. And that's important because this entire scene is basically retelling the story of Ted and Robin as we know it so far. You know?
0: Yeah, Um, really.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Ted says, I don't even know you guys. I don't even know how you met each other. And Ted's dad says, oh, we met in a bar. I think it was an Irish bar, so... Mm Clarence and that's the whole Robin story right like absolutely that is the beginning of the story is meeting in a bar we don't have any lead up to that right Mm -hmm. um and then we just start seeing it really really clearly what's going on here and they're also the you know they're mirroring each other they're standing across from from their counterpart right so Robin's across from Mrs. Mosby and um you know she says we're very different people you know, your dad's more of a head-in-the-clouds romantic and I'm more down-to-earth. Sounds familiar. Um, I wanted kids, his dad says, and your mother
0: also wanted kids. And, like, he realizes that, shit, this is my son.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Oops. You know, and that's a, a struggle that Robin and Ted have always talked about. And then the, chill, the most chilling one is when his mom says, on some level I always knew I didn't want to go out with him, but he spent months badgering me. And you're like, oh my God, it's so obvious that this is not going well. And then uh, Mr. Mosby says, when you don't connect on that many fundamental levels, it's only a matter of time. Oof. And I just said, yikes, getting red for filth out here. And they both know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the clock has started on that fucking time bomb yeah. that is their relationship.
1: And, I mean, at this point, it's not even a spoiler. I mean, she's Aunt Robin. She's not the mother. And um, they have just, like he said, a lot of fundamental incompatibilities. And, you know, you think they both know it because the the parents go back inside and Robin just says, wow. And Ted has this knowing look and he just says, wow. Like, that was really freaky. But all Robin cares about is that they loved her. (laughs)
0: She's like, they love me. Yeah, like that's she, she can't. Well. So She's so, no chill.
1: Yeah, she only heard the very end when they were like, We love Robin though. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Robin. Um, yeah, and Grandma's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I
0: couldn't believe that. I remember like losing it. When Ted's like, no. No. And they don't say anything. And then you missed a great game last night—a real, a real squeaker. <laughs> it's so good. Talk to your children. My God. All right, Caitlin. So, what did you think of brunch? Um, I. This is one of my favorite episodes.
1: Like mm, this ever, or just season two? Um,
0: potentially ever. Well, I love the Marshall Lily stuff with the calves and like trying to one up each other. Mm-hmm. I. Saw myself with Ted and his parents. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know the time structure. The time, of I mean, course, cool. Barney. You
1: love that shit.
0: I mm-hmm. love the time, I, and of course, anything with Barney. So I guess that's... it's a solid episode. It really is. It really is a solid episode. I'm gonna.
1: It's it's so solid. I thought Carter and Craig wrote it.
0: Yeah, it it, it doesn't right? feel like it's was it Stephen Lloyd or something. Yeah, someone else. Um, Empty
1: no shade, Steven. So,
0: Chris and I were out with some friends this past weekend, and I made a comment about Chris's cat, like loving Chris's forearms and his calves, and when he <laughs> plays hockey. and
1: We're still talking about Chris's forearms,
0: yeah, and just loving that <laughs> weird parts of his body because I don't remember how it came up a conversation, but it did. One of the people we're out with, like, said, Oh, you you watch how i met your mother because it reminds me of lily talking about marshall's calves and i said oh my god yes i do a podcast and that's the episode (gasps) we're reviewing yeah um, they're listening now well not obviously who is it right now huh what's their name uh lexi and james hello lexi and james hi welcome to our podcast (laughs) thank you for listening thank you for listening please review us on itunes
1: please do i mean this is a this is a great episode it's I thought that you would love it the most because of the way they play with time, which yeah. is something you've talked about a lot. It, um,
0: yeah, that was definitely it. Like the the different parts of the story, how, like you said, it layers and you get as Ted and Barney looking at Marshall and Lily, you don't know what's going on. But as the audience, we right. already know. So we have that insight.
1: I love yeah, that. Yeah, you're like kind of in on the joke. Yeah. And also just like mechanically, the show kind of shows you how to do that effectively. Mm. And I'll just be a writing nerd for a second and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, do it, do it. So I don't think you can do a scene or uh, do a, an episode like this without anchors. So there are like some specific anchors that happen over and over again so you know where you are and when you are. Exactly. Like the plates crashing, um, like the camera snap going off, uh, like the piano being played. Yes. So there are things that happen so you're like, oh, this is the time we're at. So you kind of have to have sort of symbols or signatures things that happen in every story in order for you to feel anchored and to know what's going on or you'll just feel confused right and um a show that's doing that really really like exceptionally well right now is dear white people oh so good right yes just watch yes we just watched seasons one and two
0: is season two set up the same way
1: yes yes yes, Uh, yes.
0: uh, when i finally figured it out i was like oh like i was like wait a minute wait a minute
1: yeah, so it's it's the same thing, only it's an entire series set up like this episode oh, so where good. there's one big story, and then they go back and they give you different pieces of that story, um, what led up to it, um, and then you can see where that story is happening in relation to all the other stories because they use these context clues in the different, different storylines. So if you're looking for a show that's structured like this, Dear White People, first of all, it's just
0: amazing. It really, really is amazing.
1: Excellent show. Like some of the best writing it's on, so on TV good. right now. And the structure is so cool. It's really, really, really cool. So that's all that I could think of after watching 48 hours straight of it, basically. But yeah, and otherwise, I mean, we get more Marshall and Lily. They get to be funny together. It's not just them sort of being angsty about the breakup. We will get some of that, which is good. Um, but it was nice to see them just blowing off steam with each other and hooking up again. Yeah, so sexy. Right, right? We learned more about uh, where Ted comes from. We kind of learned where Ted and Robin are inevitably going, which is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Barney still remains kind of an enigma. <sighs> we just know that he's really good at manipulating oh, people. Oh, he's so and good. can play the piano. At yep. least that one sonata. At least that one sonata. I have a feeling his piano teacher was like, okay, we're going to start with scales. He's like, absolutely not. No. No. That's not what I'm here for. It's the... What is the name of it again? The Appassionata or nothing, bro. <laughs> I'm going to pay you <laughs> I can top hear him saying that. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, yeah. It was a really clean, fun, fast-paced episode with lots of different storylines and just masterfully Mm -hmm. structured yeah
0: so thank you for pointing out why it's one of my all-time favorite episodes hey no problem i know you girl you do you do you always have the words that i don't have i try thank you all right so let's get into our legendary moments the first one comes all the way from south africa from our girl tanya uh and she writes to us and says i i love her voice so i feel like My terrible voice is not going to. Oh, I was gonna say,
1: bitch! Don't even try the accent. Oh, I'm no God, no! I could never,
0: but (laughs) I can hear her voice in my head as I read it. Hello, lady. Yes, that's (laughs) perfect. I love when she says that. I want it to be like my ringtone. I know. All right, that was perfect. Yeah. So Tanya writes, "My legendary moment of an outstanding episode is the scene outside the brunch restaurant." Ted's parents' story about people who are very different trying to make a relationship work. And then she does a million of, like, the red alarm emojis. So, red flag, Yes, Yes. The writing is so blatantly on the wall, but both Ted and Robin choose to ignore the warning signs. Ted is so desperate to make it work with Robin, in parentheses, over-invested, that Mm -hmm. he is blind to the parallel between his relationship and that of the parents. Robin, on the opposite side of the spectrum, only heard what she wanted to, and that was that Ted's mom likes her. Excellent use of color-coded contrast, Ted and Dad in red, mm-hmm. hot and too eager, versus Mom and Robin in blue, cold and casual.
1: Oh, I didn't even catch the hot and cold. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's great. That's all for now, folks. Ta-ta for now. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you.
1: Obviously, great points. Mm-hmm. It's It's crazy how the truth can be right in front of you, but you can't see it until you are ready to see it. Just how it is. So our next legendary moment comes from Katie. (gasps) Katie. Katie. So Katie says, hey, K and K. If if I have to choose just one legendary moment from brunch, it has to be when Marshall shows up to the restaurant with the zip off pants and starts massaging his legs at the table. Because Lily has a thing for his calves. Mm -hmm. You know you have a punter's leg. So good. So good is right
0: love it god that's
1: that slow-mo scene it's so good oh it's hard to be hard to be i have a feeling there's going to be a couple a couple legendary moments dedicated to marshall and his punter's leg
0: how could you i mean it would really be a disservice um our next letter is from abha remember we told you at the beginning of the episode she'd be back and here she is Hey, Abha. Uh, hi Ava. she writes hey kate and caitlin brunch is one of the first episodes wherein the narrator takes us through the final picture of the brunch bit by bit carter and craig repeated that later on in one episode that comes to mind so her moment is and thank you for and, only choosing one ep-
1: yep and that and that um episode is the burning beekeeper yeah we won't say anything more about that but we do see this kind of structure again and she does point that out in her in her letter
0: yeah, so Appa has one legendary moment, and Appa, you and I are on the same page, because it's very difficult for me to choose one, <laughs> and I don't know how I chose one for this. Yeah. It's tough. So, good for us. Uh, she writes, Marshall and Lily torturing each other, and also the hints of foreshadowing through Ted's parents. Mm. So, thank you very much, Appa, and... Looks like we got one message on the answering machine. Oh, we got machine. You the answering machine? Yeah, let's take a yeah. listen. Let's check
1: that old-timey answering machine.
0: Hi ladies, it's Miranda. So brunch. I enjoy this episode. I'm a big Quintiartino fan, so I like
1: the multifaceted. Everyone has a part in the story and it finally emerges into one thing
0: at the end. I like that. Big fan of Marshall in this episode. I almost want to call him Petty Betty, but I understand where he's coming from. My favorite or legendary moment is where he tells Barney that Lily's secret zone that she loves on a guy is calves.
1: And when they're at brunch and he unzips his pants and reveals his calves and she makes that face, it makes my day. Like, Jason knows what he's doing. He does a good job. But calves make me giggle on the inside a little bit. So, that is my legendary moment. Uh,
0: talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh. Listen, calves are sexy as fuck, alright? I just wanna... How,
1: how can any moment top? his calves really
0: none well so that do you have a different one i have a di- i have two different ones yeah
1: thank you miranda by the way
0: oh my god so rude miranda bless you're a doll thanks
1: for leaving us a message you're the best we
0: we love it we love it and that we love all of our fans sitting in the legendary moments because you're watching it with us week by Heck week yeah it's amazing that you take time out of your day to be a part of this foolishness with us <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I have two legendary moments. One I want to say Barney this entire episode and his interactions with Ted's parents because I Masterful. Masterful, yeah. yeah. But there was a line in the show that we didn't talk about that Ooh. resonated with me and okay. made me makes me cackle. Okay. So it's when Ted it's when Ted and Robin are talking and you know, she's upset because Ted's mom doesn't want her to have her baby have her grandbabies right mm-hmm. and she said did your mom think your college girlfriend carol Cheryl, would really pop out attractive children and this is this is me i i've said these things because <laughs> i've seen pictures and i'm sorry that girl had a brow ridge like a caveman
1: <laughs> she was just smiling or what was it? she was <laughs> frowning under a direct white. sunlight yeah <laughs> but i
0: love that part because um i don't i don't say that but i think it like listen I've seen yeah. who you've dated before. Mm-hmm. Don't try to tell me like your your taste is superior, or you know, mm-hmm. come on,
1: right? Or like someone else is
0: better than me. Yeah, come on, there's a reason why you stopped dating. <laughs> it was that brow ridge kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love that because it was just petty, that was a, yeah, and just so good. And I loved that. And also, I couldn't talk about Marshall's calves again because everyone else did. Okay. But it was the pe- that was hands down. Yeah. How about you? What you got?
1: I mean, I kind of have a tie. Okay. Um, The first one is Marshall and his spicy roll.
0: Oh, God, yes. I just love that. I'm just like, this roll is really spicy. spicy. (laughs) Because he's eating a fucking roll. It's like telling us, like, the (laughs) celery is too spicy. Yeah, I just
1: love that. And then the other one is, um, the runner-up would be... um, when Mrs. Mosby gets Robin's name wrong.
0: Yeah, I had that written down Susan, too, Susan. And
1: then she says Robin, and Barney says, Susan, her name is Virginia.
0: I had that down too.
1: He just leaps at every opportunity. So, alright, good, then I'm glad I, sh- I shouted that one out as a number two.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <sighs> what a good episode.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: It was really fun.
0: I, I really enjoyed that episode, and I think, yeah. I think when uh, you put this podcast episode out i think it'll be a pretty good one too oh yeah i yeah. hope so know, yeah. see what i what kind of magic i can work yeah and if you know if you <laughs> liked this episode then we will see you next week for mm-hmm. Ted Mosby Architect. So you have a week. Send us your legendary moment. Um, you can yeah. email it to us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook at hey beautiful pod. Well, friends, thanks for listening. We post new recaps every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to please leave us an iTunes review. We'd really love to get a lot more of those. It's great to hear feedback. Um, I know in the beginning we got some comments about our sound, and we appreciate that <laughs> feedback too. Yeah.
1: Um, we internalized it. Yeah. We slept on it. We were upset by it. No, we were not. We knew that we sounded like trash.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, we were horrible. It was, it was no good. So thank you for sticking mm-hmm. with us if you've been yes. here all along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we hope you'll come back next episode because it's gonna be legend wait for it this has been hey beautiful with your hosts kate Gordon and caitlin turner our intro outro music is by owl All. so we start off the start our we f- <laughs> start out f- f- wow dude <laughs> Pick a fucking preposition. The episode begins with Future 10. Just circumvent that all together. It's good.